Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel, and today I'd like to start by giving a shout-out to Parker and Connor. Thanks for listening, Parker. Thanks for listening, Connor. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. It's called The Best Birthday Party Ever. My name is Jackson, and last week I went to the best birthday party ever. My friend Nicholas was turning 10, and he had a party at Skateland. The Skateland in my town has an arcade, a laser tag room, and a pizza room where everyone opens presents and eats pizza and cake. Skateland parties are nothing new. By 10 years old, most kids have probably been to a few of them. This one was special, though. You see, a year ago, our friend Mike had his going-away party at Skateland. He had to move away because his mom got a job doing people's taxes in a place called Ohio. Mike got a real kick out of that because he kept telling this joke that went, what's round on the ends and high in the middle? Ohio. Get it? Anyway, we had this big going away party for him, and his grandma was there, and at one point, she put $20 into the token machine for the arcade games. $20! I've never seen anybody put 20 bucks into one of those. So she puts 20 bucks in and gives Mike all the tokens and tells him to just go nuts. $20 worth of tokens is too much for a kid's hands and even his pockets. So his parents gave him a sandwich bag to put it all in. One of those that zip closes at the top. So he has this huge sack of tokens to blow at the arcade. But right at that moment, it's our time to go into the laser tag arena. We hit pause on the arcade stuff and go blast each other in laser tag for a while. Then after that, someone challenges Mike to a skate-off. Like a dance-off, but on skates. It didn't really go as planned, since dancing on roller skates usually just results in falling on your butt. After the skate dance-off, we all decided that our legs are pretty tired, and so we switched to our sneakers. We head to the pizza room for some food, and Mike opened some presents. At this point, Mike is pretty eager to spend that giant sack of tokens. So we clean up some of our food mess, and then we head over to the arcade section to go nuts. But then Mike can't find the sack. 
At first, he thinks it's a prank. Like one of us took the sack and is teasing him. But none of us is really in the mood. We all just want to start playing games too. Mike looks everywhere. He checks his pockets like a hundred times. The same pockets he checks over and over. By the time we realize that the tokens are really and truly missing, it's time to go. We're all staying at Mike's house for a sleepover that night, and if we don't leave then, we won't have enough time to watch a movie before lights out. Mike is pretty bummed, but his mom tells him he can play video games with us later than usual at his house, so all is well. But what about the tokens? That's the mystery. Where did those tokens go? There's only so many places that a kid can lose a hefty sack of tokens in a skate land. Like, literally, there's only so many places. I wrote them all down. The arcade area, the skating rink, the benches, the pizza room, and the laser tag arena. So last week was my friend Nicholas's birthday party, and I was determined to find those tokens. Everyone else said they'd been found already. Everyone thinks that some other kid found the sack and spent them all, but I don't buy it. Do you know of any kid in the world who would find $20 worth of tokens and spend them all, but tell no one? And we hadn't heard anything in school about some kid finding any tokens. I just knew they were there somewhere still. The party started out with everyone checking out the new prizes. If you've ever been to an arcade like this, you know what I'm talking about. You play games... The games spit out tickets, then you take those tickets to a desk and exchange them for little toys. Usually the things you get in return are trinkets, little things like erasers, pencils, bouncy balls, small action figures, maybe candy. And there's always a few big prizes. Those amazing toys up on the higher shelves behind the desk. Those are the things like video games... DVDs, super cool electronics. Normally, we would get excited about those things until we saw how many tickets they cost. Like, sure, I'd love to have a new Xbox, but I don't have enough tokens to try and win 20,000 tickets. Today, though, our friend Darius had a plan to win one of the big ones. Guys, listen, I know how we can get a big one, he said. Most of these games are rigged. Even if you get the timing just right, they give different results each time, only paying out the big jackpots every so often. He said this as we were all checking out the top shelf goods. He said, we need to focus on the games of skill. I've been watching people play these, and if we work together, I know how we can hit it big. Darius was so convinced he had figured out the games that he got all of us really excited. We all actually started checking out the top shelf stuff. It didn't take long for us to decide what we would get. Remember I told you that our buddy Mike moved away? Well, before he moved away, we would meet up at his place to play board games. And he had all the games. None of us had any. So when he left, we kind of stopped playing board games, even though we loved it. And up on the top shelf, there was a package of three different amazing board games. King of Tokyo, Five Minute Dungeon, and Ticket to Ride. We used to play all those games so much. And there they were on the top shelf, all shrink-wrapped together as the same prize for only 1,000 tickets. Even though we were super excited about Darius's idea to get the most tickets, 
that 1,000 ticket price tag seemed impossible. Guys, said Devija, I miss King of Tokyo as much as you, but who's got the tokens to get us started? We all just looked at each other, waiting for someone to say that they had brought a bunch of token money. Those board games cost 1,000 tickets, she continued. We're going to each get eight tokens as part of the birthday package. There are six of us, so six times eight is um, 48. In order to get 1,000 tickets with just 48 tokens, then we'll need... Devija moved over and typed on the calculator that was on the prize counter. Over 20 tickets per token. Do you really think we can get more than 20 tickets every time we play one of these games? Most of them cost more than one token to play anyway. Unless we had more tokens, I said. But we don't, said Devija. Our parents don't give us any token money for birthday parties because they know that Skateland gives us all some when they do the whole birthday package. What if we find Mike's tokens, I suggest. Everyone kind of groaned then. Like I said, no one really thought that sack of tokens was still laying around. How many is that, Devija? Devija got asked math questions a lot. She's kind of a math whiz. $20 worth of tokens, four tokens to a dollar, 20 times four, that's 80 more tokens, Devija said. 80 plus 48 is 128. So if we find the missing tokens, which we won't, then we'll have a total of 128 tokens between us all. Then if we're trying to get 1,000 tickets with 128 tokens, we need to divide 1,000 by 128, and we get, and she clicked on the calculator again, just under 8. Now Devija's tone changed a bit, and it seemed like the other guys brightened up a bit too. Guys, we can do this, I said, with Darius's plan to work the skill games only, and if we find the missing sack of tokens, we can get those board games we can totally get the board game club back together. This was all we needed. Instead of starting out the party in the arcade, quickly burning through the eight tokens we each got, we had Darius walk us through the games, telling us how to work each of the skill games to get the most tickets. First, there was the classic, Skee-Ball. Now, Skee-Ball looks like a fun game, and it is, but it is notorious for giving out the fewest tickets. It's so hard to get that old wooden ball to launch up the ramp and into the top scoring holes. But Darius said he had figured it out. He showed us where one of the lanes had a worn spot on one side. If we focused on that worn spot, he said the ball would almost always pop up to the 100-point scoring hole, brush against the wall, and drop right in. Then there was basketball. In these arcades, there's always a basketball game. And if you're just one person, the number of tickets you earn is limited because there's only so many balls you can chuck up at the hoop in the time limit. Darius realized that you need two people and that it's all about rhythm. The two players need to alternate their shots so they're never shooting at the same time. Then you have a third person in back to catch any balls that bounce away. Finally, there was what we called the clown drop. In this game, there are three rows of clown dolls and the player got a bunch of balls to throw at them and knock them down. The more you knock down within the time limit, the more tickets you get. Darius noticed that this game was wider than the basketball game, 
and so up to four kids could stand in front of it and throw balls at the clown dolls. The more kids you had in front throwing balls, the greater chance you had of racking up those points. And probably most importantly, Darius split us up into groups for playing the games. Ben was on the skee-ball machine since he was the best bowler of the group, and skee-ball is a little like bowling. Me and Darius were in the middle of the clown drop game since we had pretty good throwing arms. Nicholas and Davija were on the basketball games since they all had hoops in their driveways and had the most practice. And our friend Katie would float between the basketball and the clown drop games. After we finally squared away all the arcade plans, we skated. I mean, it is a skating party. I'm never very good at skating when I start out, but I always get better as I go. I guess I get more confident or something. And I always have fun, even if I do end up falling on my butt a hundred times. While we were out skating, I was keeping my eyes sharp. Like I said before, there were only a few different places that the tokens could be. Because the skating rink is just a giant flat surface, I knew it probably wasn't going to be there. But I looked anyway, checking the edges along the wall to make sure there were no nooks or crannies, thinking maybe there was a spot where the baseboard was broken and the tokens had gotten wedged in there. But there was nothing on the skating rink but a skating rink. Oh, and my butt since I kept falling down trying to skate. After a couple times around the rink, though, I got the hang of it, and we were all clunking along, wobbling, and laughing together around in circles. Eventually, while we were skating around, we heard the announcement that our pizzas would be ready soon. So we all rolled over to the benches and swapped out our skates for sneakers. Now, this was an important area to look for the lost tokens. I figured it was possible that Mike had sat down to take off his skates, and the sack of tokens had fallen out of his pocket and behind or underneath these benches. So before I started taking off my skates, I was kind of hunched down, looking under this very long bench. Um, hey Jackson, what you doing? asked Davija. I'm just double-checking for the lost tokens. You know, it's possible they fell behind the bench here, I said. Well, how about this? suggested Davija, who had already removed her skates and was wearing sneakers. How about you crouch down on your skates and I'll push you along the length of the bench so you can peek under while you roll by. Great idea, said Nicholas. And the idea did work perfectly. Except I fell over a few times, but I figured that would happen anyway. Davija pushed and Nicholas pulled me all along the bench and I craned my neck down to see under. Nothing. No sack of tokens, not even any loose change or anything. It was a bummer, but it was hard to be upset about it since we were on our way to go stuff our faces with pizza. The pizza room had a lot of places where a sack of tokens could be hiding. There was the main room with pot machines and a snack counter and tables and chairs for eating. Then there were these separate smaller rooms for when kids had birthday parties, they would all go in there. And we looked everywhere. Ben even asked the lady behind the snack counter if she could look around for him. We all peeked in all the birthday rooms, checked under the pot machines, everything. There was no sack of lost tokens in this pizza room. And you know, that was all right. We were all having a good time. And after pizza was laser tag. Laser tag is so awesome. The way it works is you're on a team, and everyone has these vests they wear and these pretend guns. When you blast another person in their vest, it counts as a hit, and then their gun stops working for a few seconds. 
At the end of the round, everyone checks the big TV screen to see which team had the most hits and which player had the most points and everything. It's super fun, especially because of the room. The laser tag room is this big space with lots of things to hide behind. They have barrels and walls and all these little hiding places and windows to poke out of. For our first couple games, it was just the six of us, three on three. My favorite thing was to stay low and keep moving. Some kids prefer to camp out, where you kind of stay in one place and just zap people that run by you. I like to keep moving, though, only ducking away if I was outnumbered or if I got zapped. After we spent some time playing just against each other, this group of older kids come into play. We split off into teams, us six versus the five of them. They were nice kids, I guess, but they were older and faster, and they weren't taking it easy on us. We were able to hold our own since we had been in the room for a few games already and knew the hiding places and good spots and everything. There were these two guys who would run down the main hallway back to back, each with their lasers pointing out toward the rooms and hiding places. They were wiping us out doing that, and I wasn't about to lose a game to these guys. I was looking around for a place to target them when I remembered something our old friend Mike told me. Mike was an epic camper in the laser tag room. He would find the best places to sit and wait for targets. Usually, when he zapped you, you wouldn't even know who did it. Mike told me once that the very best place to camp in this arena is near a yellow barrel with a red stripe on it. He said it was near the back, and it looked out over this open space where the two main hallways emptied out. There was no cover right there, so when people would come out, he could just zap them from behind the barrel and then pull back into hiding, and they'd have no clue. I stuck my head up and spotted the barrel in a dark corner against the wall, all the way on the other side of the room. Nicholas was nearby, so I whisper-yelled to him, Cover me! I'm heading to the other end! I crept down in a crouch and went as fast as I could down the hallway. Nicholas stood up behind me, ready to zap anyone that popped out. We made it to the end. Nicholas ran back down to the other end, and I scooted right up against the wall in the barrel, completely hidden from sight. I noticed that the barrel was not fastened to the floor. I could move it. I barely poked my head around the side of the barrel and waited for some of those older kids to come into view. It didn't take long. They were doing their back-to-back strategy thing, and just as they flushed out into this open space and turned to go down the other hallway, I aimed and fired at each of them. Two quick shots, and I tucked back away and heard them wonder out loud, Where'd that come from? I don't know, keep moving. Soon, hopefully, I would blast them enough that they'd drop that back-to-back stuff and we could keep our points lead. I decided to move the barrel out from the wall just a bit, And that's when I saw it. I scooted the barrel just a bit and noticed the corner of a little plastic bag sticking out from underneath. This entire time we'd been playing laser tag, I hadn't looked for the lost tokens at all. We were having too much fun, and really I just forgot. But I saw a small part of this bag sticking out and got excited. Davija and Nicholas came running down near me and I said, Hey, help me get under this barrel. Those two took a little break from stalking the older kids, and they pushed the top of the barrel so it tipped up at the bottom. I knew that these plastic baggies were all over Skateland. 
They gave them to kids all the time to hold their tokens and tickets and stuff. As my friends tipped up the barrel, part of me knew it might just be another empty bag. And if it was just another empty, discarded bag, then we would never find the lost bag of tokens. This was the last room they could be in. Either this bag is full of tokens, or there are no tokens. I pinched the corner of the bag and tugged on it gently as Devija and Nicholas held the barrel. I could feel that it was heavy. It wasn't just an empty bag. I pulled it all the way out. What? said Devija. No way, said Nicholas. Yes way, I said as I held up the bag of tokens. Twenty dollars worth of tokens, right there, all for us. Just then the timer buzzed to call for just 30 seconds left in the match. We heard some of the big kids coming down the hall toward us, looking to get as many points as they could before the round was over. Nicholas just pulled on the barrel harder and it bounced to the ground, and then the three of us crouched behind it and waited. About a second later, three of the guys come running into the open area, and they didn't stand a chance. They didn't see us at first, and our laser guns zapped their sensors. They're behind the barrel, one of them yelled. Devija jumped out from behind the barrel and put her back against a nearby wall. The last two guys came running out into the space we were in to cover their friends. They target the barrel right away, and me and Nicholas start blasting. Neither of them saw Devija, though. She got them easy since they were so focused on the barrel. Then the final buzzer sounded, and the round was over. All our guns went silent, and everyone went to check out the scoring screen. We won that last round by five points. I was excited to win. We all were. But now we had this epic bag of tokens. And then we remembered Darius's plan. And then we remembered the board games we could win. We got so crazy excited all over again. We returned our laser tag gear. As we headed back to the arcade area, we discussed who would play which games, and I started handing out all these tokens. We used Darius's plan, so me and him were on the clown drop. Uh, our first game wasn't so hot, but soon we found our groove. The key with this game is to focus on accuracy and not power. The clowns knocked down pretty easy, so we focused on soft-tossing the balls. We would split up the rows, that way we didn't end up throwing at the same clown and wasting a throw. Pretty soon, we were getting like 12, 15, 16 tickets a game. Ben was pretty focused on skee-ball. His first couple rounds, he didn't get many tickets, less than eight for sure, but once he figured out where to aim for on the ramp, he was banking the balls into that 100-point spot nearly every time. Devija and Nicholas were shooting hoops. They each took a side and stayed in their space. Nicholas even had the genius idea to play one game on the second basketball machine. That wasn't part of the plan, but he just wanted to use those balls on the same machine as Devija so they had more balls to shoot with. The arcade wasn't so busy, so it wasn't like anybody was trying to play the other machine. So they were shooting baskets with twice as many balls and really racking up the points. The tickets flowed out of that machine more than any other. We all played through every token we had and returned to the prize counter at about the same time. We were all smiles, seeing each other standing there with our arms full of tickets. It took us a while to count them all, but even before we were halfway through, we kind of knew we'd have enough. We reached 
1,000 tickets well before we were done counting and ended up having 177 more than we needed. We used the extras to buy candy. Then they took down the big prize, all three games. Unfortunately, there were six of us. We didn't really know how to divvy them up, so we just decided that whoever was hosting the next game night would take the board games home with them. In just one birthday, we got to skate, eat pizza, rule the laser tag arena, and play through 128 tokens. Best birthday party ever. The end. Thanks for listening to today's episode. The store is up and running again on the website. I've also added a a way to order more cool stuff like t-shirts and water bottles, all of which helps to support the podcast. As always, if you would like to submit a drawing for the website, if you have any questions or would like a shout-out, then have your adult help you email me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.